0: Welcome to episode 144 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 144 of IAM Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James. How's How are you going mate? I'm good. We've noticed that it doesn't record until we make our first noise, so you, each week at the beginning of the show you're going to hear a bit of a... <clears> throat> throat> That's going to be our new call, isn't it? Yes. It is. uh, Packed up? Packed up. Homeless. Homeless? You can sleep on my couch if you want, mate. Good. Can't, Thomas can't. He makes too much noise. He is. <laughs> he is good value. He's making a bit of noise. Anyway. IAM Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. Just go there, get your coffee. It's bloody brilliant. Athlinks.com. The world's best social endurance athlete place. And TryBuys.com. TryBuys specials galore. You're an idiot if you don't go Idiots. there. Idiots. Nobody's an idiot out there. No, I mean, you're a wise man for, or a lady for going go there. there. Actually, someone sent through an email, and, I, and we'll have to do this in the next couple of weeks, but top five tips for facial care. Oh, that's right. I was like. Oh no, we're doing it. Okay. Do you do face stuff? No. Do you not? No. I'm right into it now. I even use eye cream. I do. Okay <laughs> <laughs> So this week's show, we've got, well, first half of the show is pretty much normal But second half of the show we've got a pretty special thing happening yep. um, Do you want to talk it's about the it? First show of the new year, so we're taking it to the new, next level We've delivered John, haven't we? We've got the next edition of
1: the, t- the big four yep. We've had Dave Scott, we've had Mark, uh, we've had Scott Molina several
0: times since. He's like and our mate Scott He is, and yep. this week we've got Mark Allen So Mark Allen, we did an interview with him before new year Yep Yeah we did, and uh, so we're going to chuck it on, it's about half an hour Good interview, so we'll put it on later on. But anyway, uh, let's start off with a bit of news. Challenge Wanaka on, so uh, we've got the start list in front of us, and there's a few local boys and girls in there. We're looking,
1: uh, last year it was a bit of a battle between old Luke Dragster, Chris McDonald, and Mark. a fella who won a Mark Svetson, I probably pronounced that wrong, yep. but um, it was pretty tight racing. They're, they're all back this year, um, along with Richard Usher. And Richard
0: Usher's out. Really? <laughs> Oh, it didn't work It didn't work <laughs> we, were talking, we had to stop for a second there And so we said I told John Richards He goes really And I said we need to get that on the show oh, Why Yeah, he out? <laughs> oh, You didn't tell me why um, I th- don't know Don't know Where did you read this Why Why have my sources not told me Okay because I was in Monica last weekend and, Yeah And uh, you, when you're in Monica You're up with the play Ah Yeah It's a shame Because I was
1: actually picking him to... to Take it out I wouldn't have been surprised If he was going to take it out I was talking to somebody last night And uh Andrew Black, and he said he's got a bet with his girlfriend that he's going to go top three in Wanaka and top three in Ironman New Zealand. With his, oh, we well, just, just lost that, that so He's just lost that bet. <laughs> but um, I thought he was, you know, I think it's a really even field on the guys' side of things. I think there's any of them could take it. So there's Chris McDonald, there's Mark Svetson, there's Peter Vibrucic, uh there is, uh, I've been told, Gordo, Gordo was saying Justin Deer's racing. Um, and he's good athletes and then old Belinda Granger's husband, Justin Granger.
0: Yep. So I think anyone could take it out. So it should be quite a good race. On the girl side I think there's a bit of news. Belinda Granger isn't racing. She never was. Was she? Yes yeah, she was. Was she? Oh, that, uh, I was meant to get the shock response no, no, yeah. I didn't get a shock
1: response. <laughs> no, I didn't think she was racing. I think the women's race probably won't be very interesting because <laughs> well no hey 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 All oh, yeah I've been going on about how good the women's <laughs> racing is and I've been excited about it because there have been good contests yep. but Gina's just going to smoke everybody so I don't think it's going to be that interesting Hillary will be second and, uh, and then it will it'll be interesting to see who gets third but um, yeah
0: who is there for third? I don't know um, hillary has uh, been a little bit injured Oh is she? Yeah but She, she, hasn't been put, running she like... pushes through injuries It doesn't seem to be a problem She's a trip with that that
1: Gilway And What's her name? Maren Maren Johnson yep, yep. From Downey. I, I, I presume, was next to her I presume she's racing So yep. she'll, she'll be uh, Right up there For, for third I would have thought So we good, good racing uh, They've got the biggest field There's only um, f-
0: well, There were only five women pros But there only four Who was the other one? Um, Preston um, Rebecca Preston. Preston Really? No I can't remember
1: Okay Should have done your piece
0: So the numbers are up um, I think
1: 50% from last year, which is fantastic. I think they need to grow a bit further. I think they're up to... Well, they've you know, done quite well, because with the Teams event, they've got, like, 450 athletes. Yeah, so 500, yeah, 450, 500 athletes in total. So I think it's going to be a great weekend down there. We've got the sprint race on Friday night, uh, and there's also age group racing.
0: Now, you're doing a sprint race, aren't you, John? Yeah. And right. I think when you set out to do it, you are kind of hoping to do all right, weren't you? No. Oh. No, no. I've got no illusions. Because we've got an
1: Olympian, Olympian medalist... I knew knew Bevan was racing Um, The the reason why I'll probably get a reasonable field Is is there's two national series races There's one on Friday night in Wanaka and then the next weekend there's one in Timaru so some people may be coming down to do both
0: well no apparently Tri-NZ's actually paid for people to go down oh right yeah, yeah. so they knew you were racing they're like let's get him
1: to the back of the field he's, he's got two from two we're not having that
0: carry on No, <laughs> I, with
1: the 3 I'm actually uh, I am fairly worried about the race oh <laughs> really because uh, it's a very it's a two kilometre loop on the bike which you know two kilometres takes what three minutes or so at that, that sort of speed it's multi-lapse so it's two kilometre Loop? Laps, yeah. So 10 laps are 2 kilometres. And how many k's is the whole road? 20. 10 twos are 20. Oh, really? So it's it's basically got... So it's just turning every 2, two seconds. You've got 6 90 degree turns each lap. So you've got 60 turns. Um, and it's not my forte sort of going... I'm not a power, power yep. rider. Um, so A, I'm probably going to lose... Can you draft? You'll to draft yeah, you can draft. I'm going to lose probably a minute to those guys in the swim. Yep. Um, the front guys. Um, and that leaves me 2 minutes to make sure I don't get lapped. Um, and if... If they get a good train, two or three of them on the front, and if I get isolated with a couple of gumbies on the back, it could be over over. If you lapped, if you get lapped, I don't think you're out because I, I checked that. <laughs> I checked that before I entered. I said if, I was talking to a guy at Tranzia. I said, if I get lapped, am I out? And he said, no, you're not out. And I said, "What if I throw something at Bevan if he passes me by?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "No, you're still not out. So, but it's going to be quite a challenge.
0: But hey, challenges are good." That's right. I'm, I'll, I'll be there to cheer you on, mate. You know? Good. <laughs> Just don't blow yourself out for the swim. Mm-hmm. Our team IM Talk is going to be racing. We are. Yeah, How we, are you feeling? Um, again, my swimming is not not super, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a very honest. To crap. be honest, I think that's the IM Talk way of doing things. Yeah. Your swimming's not super. I think Porno's writing's alright but not super my running's not super so yeah. we're the not super team we've got um, yeah it'll be interesting to see it was funny a we were around we at Porno's the other night because I've been in Queen's Santa Monica for, for the last few days and we were around at my mate's Porno's house and having dinner and another guy called I think his name was Adrian he was coming around and he's quite a good runner and so mm. he, you know you're talking times eh? yeah. and it goes I go oh, he goes well you hope to do. I said well if I have a good day maybe 250 but under 3 I'll be happy yeah he goes, oh yeah, oh, maybe two thirty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh okay.
0: <laughs> and then, I, and then we're talking about swimming. i saying, well, John, you know, maybe you could take it out, you know, because no, but, but a couple of guys, they've so. got a guy who was an ex Olympian, oh, right. and he's having to forty five. Yeah, so. Yeah. If, if I have a good and their swim, ride is like a 440 away, so yeah, I don't think we're going to be winning it
1: <laughs> if I have a good swim, it'll be 48-ish but you never know, it depends where they put the boys Yeah. so So good times down there Check it if you're down there, don't feel free to give us a shout we're doing a few little interviews here and there and next week's show will be a Challenge Wanaka special and
0: if you're going to race in the am Talk jersey we'll get photos of you and we'll put you on the website so we love that stuff ok I'm trying to find uh, we're just going to go back to here uh, slow twitch. Belgium lands a on a oh, long distance triathlon. No,
1: you-, you missed a point there. The second, the second key point was WTC have now oh. taken over North America sports. So but that was coming, wasn't it? It was coming, but it's now. It's good now old Tri Juice delivers again? Tri Juice delivers, Slow Twitch delivers. There's a few good articles about there just uh, detailing that. It's on Ironman.com as well. Oh, so okay. we know that WTC was bought out by the investment company fairly recently, and that took over the existing events they do, um, and obviously the, the, the Ironman brand. Um, the next stage has been that they've taken over all the North America races in America, so that excludes um, Ironman Canada. So North America Sports will continue to run Ironman Canada. But, but weren't WTC something to do with them anyway, or no, not really. No, it was oh. a standalone company, and and the guy started off with one or two races, and he built it up. So he basically ran all the races so he's except now sold it. Kentucky. And uh love to know the politics. Matters. I'd love
0: to know if he got pushed.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, the, the Ironman hold the license. And maybe yeah. the license were coming up for it, they were going to expire, and they said, you know, um, well, will offer you a deal, take it or leave it, maybe. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Apparently, everybody says they've gone to North America race, sports races before. They've been really good. So hopefully, they keep
0: the standard up, and hopefully, this new b- crowd does some good things for sport. Ta-da, W-t- I mean, there's a new race in Belgium, Iron Distance Event in Limburg. Limburg 226 going Can to be held on August, August. the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be 32 then. Nice. Yeah. So How I'll will you be
1: 33. Be? Oh, okay. So it's good to see more and more races coming up over Europe. You know, all these all the Ironman races t- tend to be selling out. So if you guys go to k226.com, uh, you'll generally be able to find all the other Iron Distance races if you're looking to plan your season for next year.
0: Uh, try juice. And then
1: we've got the Tauranga Half Results. So Tauranga Half Ironman is the premier... Half distance race, go to Sports Hub, that's where I told you to go to. Oh, that's right, sorry. I, sorry, Mum. Be- <laughs> yeah, did you hear that? Bevan's on an Apple and he can't rotate a PDF file.
0: No, but it's just because it's on a web page. If I downloaded it, I'd be
1: able to, okay? Uh, okay. <sighs> so we have the Tauranga Half Ironman, which is the premier half Ironman in New Zealand. Uh, it's the only race outside of Ironman and, and Wanaka that's got a little bit of prize
0: money. Saved. And we have to say it was a bit of a shock, really, wasn't it? It was a shock. Because mm-hmm, good old Cam Brown has won it nine times, hasn't he? I don't know how many times he's won, he's won it a lot I know yeah. that pretty sure it's nine or at least eight maybe he was going for his ninth probably, probably a pretty big favourite going into this race because the field was strong but it wasn't like you didn't have like Doe and that you there. did have Doe oh did he blow. did blow Doe did his usual
1: blow <laughs> Doe did the blow he was first off the bike and his <laughs> usual blow so I've got no faith in him more I
0: think he's a fantastic athlete oh no on I think I've sta- got faith he'll get there sometimes oh, I think
1: he'll get there but I, I, if you're a betting person you never put money good
0: on good old Paul Westwood pulled it into number eight number eight yeah
1: so it was a, a little, well, it's not a boil over. Um, Duncan Milne, good strong Taupo lad. He's finished, like an 850, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's, you know, he went quicker than that in um, Western Australia, but in Taupo, he's about an 850 guy. Yeah. I think he'll go a little bit quicker this year. Uh, he took it out. Cameron Brown was second, but Brown. But, there is a but. Yeah.
0: Puncher.
1: Puncher.
0: Shh. <laughs> you <laughs> break your heart when you hear that noise, eh? Slow change. <laughs> Seven minute change. Seven minutes, sir. Did you read into that?
1: Uh, he said he had some difficulties with it. Um, obviously, yeah. seven so minutes. If, if he had done a good change, you know, maybe a three or four minute, um, he would have got it. He would have got it because he got within was it two, within two minutes at the, at the finish. Within um, a minute. Within a minute. Yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. So he ran a great run, one fifteen runs. So Brownie's obviously in good shape. They were riding as a group. It looked like a group of about six to eight, maybe came off the bike together. And Duncan Milne finished second there before took It out, um, so good result for him, mm. and I, I, you know, maybe we're saying oh, brownie, 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 but but he went uh, a f- 356, yeah, which, which and I looked back at the old times, and that's a good time, so he's maybe taken a good step up. So it'll be interesting to see how quick he can go in Taupo. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, he can do well, eh? yeah. And yeah. James Bowstead was in third place, nice. and then on the girls side, things, the girl side of things, another
0: shock, and you loved it, didn't you? I was loving it, you were loving it. Good old Joe Warren, I mean, Joe Lorne, probably, you know, favorite going into it. Do we know she was racing, Sam yeah, Warner? Yep, yep. We did know. Okay, or yep. well, I didn't. But okay. And John likes to say that the short pull courses are faster than the iron distance athletes, and it was proven. Again. Yeah.
1: So she set a new course record, Sam Warner. She's the world number
0: one uh, on the ITU circuit. Well, that wasn't a. It's only a minute. A minute twenty. It wasn't a massive smashing. It was
1: two and a half minutes. She, uh, no, no, she no? smoked. Uh, oh no, eight gone. minutes. Sorry, yeah, no, I'm looking at um, the run runtime. So Sam Warner won oh, by fourteen. <laughs> two and a half minute rate, course record. Beat Joe Lawn by eight minutes, and again, I thought, well, oh, I'll have a look at this. Maybe Joe had a bad day because we, when we spoke to her, she was, um, yeah, she, had been not she, she? but again, when I look at her times, it's about what she normally does there. It's not, I think she did the
0: same time last year, and it was a sprint for first. So, okay, so Sam Warren, she's. Come on, let's be honest, she's probably at the end of her ITU career. No, 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 she's, 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 she's carrying on, London, isn't
1: she's she? going to track on. isn't I she? I don't know if she'll make it to London, but she's uh, trucking on. No, uh, but she's 37, isn't she? She is, yeah.
0: Okay, well, what about half career?
1: That's what she's looking at now. She's, oh, okay, so she, I mean, is an ITU athlete, is she? Yeah, she'll she'll carry on, she'll do a bit of both, I think. She's going to do, she said she's going to do 70.3 champs, um, and so she'll have to go and do a 70.3 somewhere else to, to qualify for that, so... Yeah, look out for her. I think uh, and I think you're gonna see quite a Where would a few. you rate her as a half? Well the the big question you've always got with ITU athletes is um how good they are on the bike. And Joe Lorne, um Sam, Sam Warren basically took all her time in the race on the on the bike. You know, they came out of the swim pretty close. The run times were pretty similar, maybe yeah, maybe she maybe dominated Sam, Joe
0: by but nine minutes. Yeah, Joe's a strong rider. Oh no, I'm looking at Cam Brown. Sorry, wrong person. Yeah, but she still dominated. She she rode
1: six minutes into her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe she didn't run as hard as she had to because she was she'd won and the race yeah. by then. But um, if she can do that, to Joe Lorne, who's a good strong rider, yeah, she's a good
0: rider. Joe, isn't she? She's
1: clearly um, a good. Sam's clearly a good rider. So you know, if these um, ICU get girls and guys can can ride, um, I think they're going to do very
0: very well at seventy point three races. It's kind of cool for them, too. You know, they, they still have a career later on in their career. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's, it's a viable option, isn't it? Mm. Okay, then. Um, McKaylee Jones to race Ironman... Australia. Oh, well, I wasn't sure if that was Australia or Austria. Okay. So, I, you know, I just... Yeah. Uh, with Tim Boone making a comeback of sorts. So, what's all this about, John? Well, McKaylee Jones has never... Uh, she got... Um, didn't get selected
1: for... Beijing, or was it Athens? No, yeah, she didn't get selected for Athens. Okay, And she had a big falling out, and and I don't think she's raced in Australia since then. She's basically just lived in America and and hardly ever been back. So it's going to be really interesting to see her. I thought her career was was pretty much over, but She she looks like she's going to come. Did in Hawaii a few years
0: ago, didn't she? She well, she won it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: so that's 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 not a bad effort. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember. She had a she's had a second there when she got second to.
0: She was the one who was commentating this year on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and her and Paula Rae, no, who's it? Paula. Maybe Fraser. Yeah. So they, they weren't. They, there was a bit of tension. I felt. Oh no, they're all good friends. But you reckon I, I felt a bit of tension? Oh
1: good. So it'll be really interesting to see if she's still got the the hunger and the desire to keep going because she's been she's been going
0: for a long time. Can uh, you up that my piece today? Yeah, you're, you're on fire. <laughs> I brought and, my A game. Tim
1: the what's happening? Well, it'll be good. To, likewise, he's had a year out of the sport, so it'll be interesting to see how he can come back. You know, both these guys. He was injured last year, wasn't he And then he kind of lost heart a little bit. Yeah, but he bit. wasn't doing triathlon. He was he yeah. was training up to do Leadville. Yeah. Um both these guys are, are, are getting towards the end of their career, but they don't... I was thinking, oh, maybe they just need to qualify, but both of them have won Kona, so they're not doing these races just to qualify for Kona. They're, they're out there to, to see
0: how good they are. Okay, um, Van Vlerken, Klerken. Vlerken, Murken. Vlerken. <laughs> it's going to be coached by Mark <laughs> Allen. I know. All these athletes seem to be changing coaches. Which is it's- really interesting, because their partner coached it. Well, no, he's her manager. Uh, and I think he's involved in it, but uh, I don't think he was the actual
1: the lead coach. Uh, so that's
0: going to be really interesting, you know. She was named the breakthrough athlete, female athlete of the year. Well, she had a great year. She really did, didn't she? And
1: she's had two great years, really. And and like Chrissy Wellington, who's also had two great years. They're they're, they're on top of the game. They're changing
0: coaches, which is an interesting move. Um, well, if you're going to get a coach, Mark's I'm in to get us. Yeah. There? And interestingly, who have we got on the show today? <laughs> well, that's a great segue. <laughs> Well, he didn't tell us about
1: it. <laughs> he no, didn't he, give us he, coup. he didn't actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, as you hear in the interview, you know, Mark is a, is a different guy. I mean, compared to yeah, okay, so Van
0: Vleugel and she's 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 a lovely lady. She's a talker, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She's got lots of energy. And whereas Mark's a really calm, relaxed guy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't work together. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. again. Like you yeah, and I. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just out there. Out there. And I'm so calm. <laughs> okay. Um, Cast Iron Club. What's happening here, John? So last year we, we talked about a website called Cast Iron Club. And the idea is that you could do, was it 10 of each? Uh, yep. 10 of each through training. Yes. Within a year. 10 and Ironmans. 10 Ironmans in training within a year. And about 30 people signed up for it. And one name that was on the list was a guy called John Newsom. Without an E. Without an E. (laughs) And he completed his 10 Ironmans. And you
1: swam a lot in in, uh, January. uh, That was probably Epic Camp.
0: Uh, Uh, Yeah, that's
1: right, because you went up by, didn't you? Yeah. So... Basically, the, yeah, the idea was to do ten Ironmans and your training, and I did actually complete in July, but they were a bit slow at getting some of the stuff up there. So and you actually stopped training after July. <laughs> stopped training after <laughs> yeah, July, the rest so.
0: of the year off. Oh no, you came on. Oh, no, it's your total. All
1: right. So my totals from July. What what line of mine? I think you're that one there. So I've done. I did sixty three, sixty three times the swim, forty five times the bike, and thirty one times the run. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, you're like an animal. I am an animal.
0: Oh, but but Epic What camp, kind of I animal? Camp, Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Epic, He's the calm one. <laughs> Epic camp played a bit of a
1: role there. So hmm. there's there's quite a few other people on there who've who uh who've done it, so well done to everybody. It's, you do you do
0: have a couple of little complaints, don't you? I do. It's,
1: it's run by Inside Out Sports, which is a well known um American And it's quite uh, yeah? Yeah, it's a good idea. But you sign up and you pay, I think it was $10 US or $5 US or whatever. They almost stopped me from getting the house. It, it? did. <laughs> it nearly broke the deal. I said you supposed to get a bottle and then you're supposed to did get. Did you get your bottle, John? Didn't get my bottle. And then you're supposed to, you're supposed to get like a, a t shirt or a certificate saved
0: done it. John, did it have a clause saying only within the United States?
1: Well, they took my money.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. They took my money, so if they didn't, so I'm a bit disappointed about that. So, Inside Out Sports,
1: I will, you will be getting an email. <laughs> I want my bottle and I want my t shirt. <laughs>
0: you do like t shirts, don't you? You like the the t-shirt Yeah Yeah, yeah I'm a t-shirt yeah. guy yeah. Uh, Maybe we should do A discussion of the week On this one Should you keep Your t-shirt forever Like have you still got Your Kona t-shirt I do Have you got all your Ironman Winfinishers t-shirts no, those are generally
1: not of standard to keep. If The, the thing is, I, I'll keep them if they're going to be good bike rags in the future. Yeah. I've still got my Kona one. I've still got a little bit of memorabilia. But every time you move house... You lose a bit, don't you? You lose a bit. And I, I had to do some tough... Did you do some culling, did you? I had to do some tough culling. Were a tear shed? They were. Really? I've still got my, my uniform from my, my club in France. I've got photos of that in the speedos. Yeah. Yep. that is outstanding. Look that those is, all the time. That is going to come out at a triathlon party one day. <laughs> and I've still got my jacket from... When I went to 96 World Champs in Cleveland, that's in my one other bit of memorabilia that I, that I won't let go of, and Blind will try to
0: push it out of me. But yeah. no. Molina's the best, isn't he? He keeps a lot. He's got, he's got like gear for him forever, is not yeah, he? Yeah, they've lived in that place too long. They need to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, then. so one more thing. Is they're good friends at Pyrenees multi-sport, good old Ian and Julie. We love them, and I've got a camp coming up real soon. They, uh, where is it? It's, it's right roller. here. It's in Spain. So it's in Spain, it's in Barcelona. They've teamed up with the Buffaluna.
1: guys who are doing the challenge race down there. So oh, really? Great. Great time of the year to go down yes, there. I was talking to
0: Felix about that. They've got like 2,000 people already signed up.
1: Really? Yeah. Nice. So, uh, good time of the year, 21st to 28th of March. You know, nice pre-season camp. Weather will still be pretty crappy in most of Europe, so head off to Barcelona. It's a bloody good deal. It's uh, 690 euros, half-board, all-inclusive training camp. So how many days is that? That's for like a week. So it's like only 100 euros a day. And... Wow. But wait, there's more. But wait, more. there's more, John. If you get onto PyreneesMultisport.com, and if you tell them you heard about this on IM Talk, yep. give them the code, you get a 10% discount. Oh, it's a bugger. It's a no-brainer, isn't
0: it? It is a no-brainer. It's, it's, I reckon by listening to IM Talk, we're saving you lots of money, really, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. You know, we're making, pff, we are make your life easy. So go to
1: com. The, the camp is a week long from 21st to 28th of March. Barcelona. you might learn a Buff-balone. few Spanish words along the way do you learn know any Spanish? Uh, not really no and it's a uh, great opportunity for the guys that are going to be going down there to do the race to check out a- and let's concerts. be really honest
0: if you want to do a camp you want to do it with these guys you know Camp Kirkaha was really wicked they put on such a good event they put you know everything's thought of they're so selfless in their service you know like for example I lost my passport and you know it was a pretty stressful time and they just took all that stress off me and obviously don't lose your passport when you go there yeah. <laughs> it definitely helps but just Ian and Julie just go out of the way to make it a great experience you know I can't recommend it highly enough it's uh, you, you will not regret doing it 100 bucks a day it's, it's not bad it's great isn't it and there's another camp coming up Bevan
1: What's that? Epic camp? No, we've got uh, camp in Poland. It's now being opened up. For invitations. Oh, you didn't tell me about this. It's on the it's on the notes at the top oh, there. Oh, okay. So if people are interested in joining Coach John in Poland, we're doing a camp there from Wednesday, third of June to Monday, the eighth of June. Mate, you're, you're getting all camped up, aren't you? It's going to be big time. So it's a bit of a different location. Um, you basically fly into Warsaw. We'll drive to um, what the hell's the name of the place? Augustov, which is on the what's east Poland's training. Well, it's, it's good. You know, basically, this is a training camp. It's not, there's not going to be any bloody clapping games. Not gonna oh, be any come games. on. I can teach you how to do it. No, we're there to train. <laughs> so, standard of athletes. Are you, you downgrading Camp Kierkegaard? Because that was oh, an no. insult. No, it was a, it was a different camp. I'm saying <laughs> this is a full-on training camp. Um, Wednesday through to Monday, flying in and out of Warsaw. We drive across Poland a bit and uh, get to a location. Really good location for training, but it will be pretty um, solid five days of, of training. Well, you need a better name boot camp come no, on it's been the Poland boot camp for three years in a row no, 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 no. it's staying the same why don't you call it the, the, I don't know better you, name you come up with a name and we might okay. we might Poly
0: consider boot camp <laughs> yeah, that was great
1: so if you want to uh, sign up for that just let me know again it's going to be very good value for money um standard if you're about 11 hours or below you'll be sweet sweet um, for an iron distance race if you don't do iron man and you still want to come that's fine you just need to be sort of that sort of standard on the bike is the main thing uh get in touch with me through coachjohnnewson.com or through im talk and uh we've got only got nine spaces
0: available nine spaces yes wow so it's going to be good good times can i come
1: you got five hundred spare euros or so. You're welcome. Economic crisis, mate. Can't
0: afford it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we had the best of the 2008 um, leading into discussion of the week, uh, the late last year. So we're just going to quickly go over a few of them, and there's a few obvious ones. But
1: the, the, f- the first one is, is probably the, the standout, really. Um, Andrew Brind Search said John use for
0: male performance of the air for smoking Bevan no you said beating. there was no smoking don't to oh. exaggerate I told you a million times to exaggerate
1: <laughs> most people Bevan, I don't think Bevan's done his he's looking looking a little bit uh, blank in the face here most people were pretty almost exclusively said Chrissy Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy was okay. fantastic um Few people said Dick Hoyt and Be- again Bevan's performance in his interviewing there asking Great. about the, the the
0: ex-wife. That That's was pretty fantastic. good. Well, I actually listened to it again recently, and I have to admit it's probably a highlight of my
1: podcasting career. <laughs> good. Uh, a few couple of people actually more than one said uh, Rud um, for his performance in Kona getting third there. Somebody else, uh, Rebecca Keats. No, Rebecca Joss. Rebecca Josselyn. She was mm-hmm. mentioning. Rebecca Keats. Um, yeah. oh, Rebecca Keats. Uh, Rebecca Jocelyn mentioned um, Young Burkle winning Ironman Western Australia I actually saw that On Sky Sports Over the weekend It was was pretty impressive Really? He got passed by Shortus on the run Shortus is a good runner Yeah And uh, he passed him And he got a bit of a gap on him and then um this so young fought Burkle back. fought back and then just smoked him by about four minutes. Really.
0: It was it was it was quite impressive. And, and but did um shortest blow or
1: uh, I don't know. I mean Burkle he went eight oh seven or something, it was pretty solid. Yeah, great. And uh he had this cadence on the bike, man, he was riding at like over a hundred RPM it looked like. And he was only a small guy, he looked like he was about twelve. Wow. So solid. So but my, pretty much everybody said Chrissy. And we got a few Meccas, maybe for Germany. Yeah, a few a few Craig Alexanders. Oh, yeah. Any, any standout performances by
0: you? Standout performances, I can't really remember last year um, Well Chrissy's Kona was pretty special yeah. When you consider how long in, punch her Puncher took her out of the race mm. And for her to get on and just do the business you, Come on, the, the woman's a legend
1: Oh yes she is, but I expected that To be honest from her, so I was kind of looking Thinking about, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday Any performances that really stood out for me And I probably think, it's, it's the two that Sandra Wollenhurst. who it Was her first year racing I think And when she, she set the course record at was it Switzerland or Austria Um, set a new world record that was then beaten the next day by um, at at Roat so I thought that was pretty amazing and I also thought thought Van Vlerken, Schmerken, Lurken I thought her race and and rote really stood out for me mainly because she smoked me on the run and uh, I wasn't quite expecting that uh, and just riding with those girls I I really appreciated that they they were pretty damn strong so I thought her performance was fantastic and um, yeah
0: Yep, yeah, so do I. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty weak of me. Again, it was hardly peas. Okay, but this week we've got a really good discussion. How do you guys feel about pros pulling out mid-race for non-medical issues? Do they owe it to the sport and the age group? Is the finish, if possible? Or is it why they waste their, bod- why waste their body if they aren't going to win? Is this just, just a job to pay their bills? In recent races, we have seen pros stay in despite mechanical problems. And the pros pull out... Uh, and pros pull out due to medical mechanical problems just curious what we think about this now we're not going to discuss it now and it's no. from Tom Mayer maybe yeah
1: we've got a funny email address there I think it's Tom somebody yep. so yeah good topic put that do, should, are pros Should are they pulling out should, they is
0: it disappointing if they do hmm. yeah at the end of the day like is it a bad thing for the sport if the pros are pulling out if they don't really see that they're going to get money do, pulling out Um, I've actually, yeah okay let's leave that for now Okay, we're going to put an interview on now. We've got Mark Allen on the show, the legend of the sport, probably the greatest triathlete, well, really is the greatest triathlete of all oh, time. Oh, that's
1: debatable. Really? Well, it's it's, it's, it's Probably he, not because right, he's going to listen to this. It's right up there, but you can have a few people. You can say he is the greatest. I'd say he's one of the greatest. I'd say he's the greatest. Do you I'd hear put, that, Mark? I, I said you're the greatest. I'd say, uh, yeah, he's him. Um, who, okay, who do you think could be well, in that category? Simon Lessing is probably, it's probably a toss-up between those two.
0: Okay, but Mark
1: proved himself against all distances. Well, you'd say Mark is the greatest Ironman ever, yep. um, you you could, you could argue. But you could also argue Dave Scott is is right there as well. Um, no, I would Mark, better. Mark, yeah. I'd say Simon Lessing's the greatest uh, Olympic distance athlete, so I can, it depends whether you're looking at an Ironman or a... Or a uh, but let's but you're a man. bit biased,
0: aren't you? For IM talk, you're a bit biased, aren't you? <laughs> Let's just say
1: Mark was one of the very greatest athletes of all time and oh, uh, a six-time winner and
0: just had some incredible races in Kona. Yeah, so he's going to listen to this right now, so he knows that I think he's the best. <laughs>
1: oh, no, here's Mark Allen. Okay, so on this week's show, we're sort of starting the new year off in, uh, in fine fashion. We've got Mark Allen, I think six-time winner of You think we know, we know six-time winner. And uh, one of the few... Big guns we haven't had on the show, so welcome along, Mark.
2: Yeah, hey, I'm glad I finally got a chance to be on with you guys.
1: <laughs> Good. You say all the right things. We love it. <laughs> we, um, obviously, you know, you've know, you been uh, out of racing for, for some time now, and um, one of the questions I guess you might get asked a bit is, do you miss it much in terms of the racing and the, the daily grind of training?
2: You know, I, I don't miss the racing one bit, to be honest, which I guess a lot of people have a hard time comprehending you know because it was such a, a big part of my life for many years and and those who are really uh have that competitive fire often they don't get it they don't get it satisfied but for me uh i got into the sport in in 1982 just really with the dream to cross the finish line in kona and uh, of course that dream changed to hopefully someday being able to win it which I did in 89 for the first time, and then, you know, even that was that was really beyond anything that I could have imagined, um, but then in, by 1995, I, uh, I knew that my time was coming to a close in the sport, and so I went into that last Ironman that year uh, saying, Wh- whether I win, lose, draw, burn, crash and burn, come away with a great victory, this is it, and I just knew that it was the right time, and so I, I really, uh, you know, I'm lucky. I, I satisfied so much of that competitive nature that I have through the sport in the years that I raced. And when I left, I I knew that I, I wasn't injured, I wasn't burned out, I had a lot of energy left in my body, and I wanted to take that into the next phase of my life. So do I miss the, the racing? No. The, I, I will say the one thing that I do miss, though, is um, – you know, when you, when you go into a big event, especially something like the Ironman, you have a level of fitness that you can only hold really for just that very brief moment of one day. You know, you can't sustain that for a, a long period. But when you're in that absolute peak, peak condition and when everything comes together and your body is just working at uh, 100% uh, of its capacity – there's a real flow that happens and there's a real energy that you gain from that and it's a, a feeling or a sensation that that can be hard to get in other areas of your life. And so I do miss miss being in that good of shape, but I definitely don't miss the training that it takes to get there.
1: <laughs> a, lot of you, um, you know, a lot of people remember you rightly as, as multiple Hawaii winner, but I mean when you look back at all your memories of racing, was it all? Is it really dominated by Kona, or, or have you got a lot of memories of the short course racing? Because that probably gets overlooked a lot of the success you had over the shorter distances.
2: Yeah, a lot of people really only know me for what I did in Hawaii, but I think you know of equal, if not sometimes even more amazing importance to me anyway, is what I did over in Nice because I mm. I, I, I raced that event ten times. And I won it 10 times. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I never, I was never defeated there. I always was able to pull off a victory. And how that happened, I really don't know, you know. But it was sort of one year at a time. I just went there and I raced that race and put everything into it. And then, you know, come back another time. And in the end, it was 10 straight victories out of 10 starts. So, you know, that's obviously a a great memory for me. Um, And then certainly... You know, I had a lot of short course racing that flies even lower under the radar, and probably the the greatest event that I ever had there was the first ITU World Championship in the Olympic distance back in 1989, mm-hmm. and uh, I was able to to win that event. It was in, in Avignon, France. Which... Avignon, France. Erin Baker won the yeah. women's race, didn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was a it, that was really fun for me because I, I obviously and by '89 had. Uh, put together quite a string of good races in France, and so to to it was a come from behind victory. I had a lousy swim. Um, I was still quite far up behind off of the bike, but I was able to then reel in everybody on the run. And it was just one of those moments uh, in in my career that I'll, that I will always remember, especially the award ceremony because it was it was the only event that I did where. Uh, you know, when you got up on the podium, then they played the national anthem. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like a, a big patriot. Let me put it that way, because I think you know, politically, our country has done a lot of bad things. But I, somehow, I was proud. You know, just to yeah. be up there. Not not so much for myself, but the you know first, second, and third place were three different nations, and so it really signaled to me that the sport of triathlon was truly international. It was uh, participated by people all over the planet. And no matter who you were or what you were doing or what your background or what your religion or or what your framework or mindset was, when you're in a race, you all have to cover the same distance and the person who does it fastest is the winner. Uh And, you know, it's just a it was a a great moment. But, you know, beyond all of of the racing, there's so many other points in my life in the sport that I will always remember, and certainly one of them was coming down to Christchurch and training with Aaron Baker and Scott Molina in the spring of 1989, your fall,
1: yeah.
2: uh, March and April, and it, it really set the stage for what became the first of six victories over there in Kona.
1: Why hasn't some of that rubbed off on us, Beverly?
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting. <laughs> Mike, I've got a question for you. You know, you're obviously a very high-level person. Uh, to get to the level you got to within your sport was, you know, it takes, you know, massive personal kind of achievement. When you stepped away from the sport, did that leave a huge void? And then what did you replace that with? So, you know, because, I mean, we must have just always, triathlon must have consumed your life for so long. Mm. Did you find a big gap? And then how did you replace that gap, if, you know, in yourself?
2: Yeah, well, you know, uh, for me, triathlon was, certainly a lot of it was about the results because, you know, that's what I was, I I was a professional. So if I did better, I, you know, I I was able to earn a living and, uh, you know, it was satisfying. But beyond that, and maybe even deeper really was uh, that the sport was a way for me to kind of explore who I was as a person, uh, to deal with personal fears or self-doubts or things that get in the way of anybody doing anything that they're doing in the world, whether it's being great at athletics or whether it's going out, uh, you know, launching a new business venture or whether it's saying, okay, I want to have kids, you know. Ultimately, any of those areas are ways that we can sort of explore who we are as people and that was what triathlon was for me. Partway through my career, actually in 1989, that was the first year that I that I made a connection with a gentleman named Brant Secunda, who was a, a shaman in the Wechol Indian tradition from Mexico, and uh, basically that was meeting, uh, making a connection with Brant and with the Old tradition, which has a lot of things that helped me out in the sport sort of uh, as a side benefit from studying with him. You know, they, the Weetal Indians have a saying that Bran always talks about that says, it's never over until it's over. And, uh, you know, that certainly is a, a statement that can bring you a lot of hope when you're in the middle of an Ironman and it looks totally impossible because really what they're saying is no matter how impossible something might look in one moment, in the next, it can turn around and it can turn out the way you hope. And the Ojibwe Indians also uh, really strive to uh, quiet their mind because they say, you know, in in, in in silence, that's when we are we can really learn about our own true nature or our soul, or we get the answers to the big questions in life that we can't think of logically. So, anyway, since really mainly since 1990, I've studied with Brant. and it's that study in itself is really been the thing that I guess you could say filled that void once uh, triathlon was over because uh, certainly triathlon was one way for me to explore who I was as a person and studying with Brandt is another way and uh, it's a deeper way certainly yeah. but it so I, I never really had that void you know I never okay. had that feeling like okay kind of moved over top of each other yeah that's uh, what I, I didn't step away and think okay now what do I do with my life or now how am I ever going to you know sort of Progress as a person because I had that avenue uh, with what I what I do with Brant when I go to his retreats and we actually came out with the book just uh, at the beginning of December called Fit Soul Fit Body, nine okay. keys, nine keys to a healthier happier you, and there we, we have a website fitsoulfitbody.com, com where you can uh, see a lot about the book order it but anyway in that book are a lot of the stories that that I haven't really told and also a lot of tools to help people to uh, really develop that balance of uh, kind of health and, and fitness of both body and soul. Because again, you know, to bring it back to triathlon, certainly everybody who is, has done an Ironman distance race knows that, you know, once the gun goes off, all the numbers in the logbook really don't mean a whole lot. You know, what happens on that day is more about how you deal with your with yourself and the thoughts that you tell yourself throughout the day and, and always trying to find a, a point of quiet or calm where you just sort of, everything sort of rolls off your shoulder. Okay, I got a flat tire, big deal. I, I'll change it, I'll be on my way, you know, instead of freaking out and crying on the side of the road or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, um, but, you know, another thing that I do, as many people know, is I, I coach a lot of athletes uh, with Mark Allen online. And so, you know, I'm still involved with the sport. I still get to help people out who are racing and who are trying to do their best. And so, you know, I, it's not like I walked away from the sport and, and never looked back. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm still involved. I still go to the Ironman every year. I'm still involved with those who are racing. And so, I, you know, I have a I have a lot going and a lot that's filled that, that place.
1: Have you got any, I mean, maybe as a bit of a taster for the book, any sort of simple strategies that you find work for a lot of age group athletes in terms of, you know, dealing with um, the mental side of race race day when they're, they're in an Ironman?
2: Yeah, you know, we the subtitle of the book is Nine Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. And if you think about it, um, you know, the, or I should say, I know personally that the worst races I had were the ones where I thought, okay, if I can have a great result, then I will feel good about my life. Yep. Uh, and the best races that I ever had were the ones where I, Got to that start line, and I and I thought, you know what? I'm just lucky to be here. I'm happy that I'm here. I, I feel good already, and whatever happens today is going to be fine. And somehow, having that be the starting point for any kind of a race is really the uh, Going into it from a point of strength, because you are already saying, "Hey, I'm alive. I'm I'm grateful for that. I I I did. I'm lucky enough to have done training to even get here, to even have the dream to be able to do." An Ironman, or a half Ironman, or Olympic distance race, and and so you know we we try to tell our athletes that you know when they get to the start line, it's all gravy after that. But uh, as far as the book, you know, we have uh, nine keys. As I said, nine keys to a healthier, happier you. One that really I have found helps a lot of our clients is uh, a very simple one that we call "quiet your mind." You know, when you're when you are in a race the thoughts you tell yourself uh have a very almost immediate effect on your performance. So if you're out there and you're going, "Ah, this is too hard. I didn't do enough training. That guy next to me is stronger. I'm not going to be able to pull it off." Well, you know, your race goes downhill right away. And so, you know, sort of conventional wisdom would say, "Well, you know, try and have some positive thoughts. Like tell yourself, "I am strong. I'm feeling good." But, you know, I'm going to be a realist here. When you're in a race, especially a long one like an Ironman, and it gets tough, it's almost impossible to find a positive thought because you're, you, you're getting depleted, you're getting worn down, your legs are killing you, you know, on the marathon, you, you get blisters on your feet, and you just don't want to go on. So really the, the, the most important point of strength that, that our athletes find that is in this book, uh, one of them is to... Just be able to quiet your mind, because in that silence, you don't need to feel good to actually have a great race. And if you feel bad, it's not going to affect you as much. So that that's one key. Another one is uh, one that we call connecting to the natural world or rekindling that that feeling. And you know what it is. You know, you live in New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, luxury. You know, when you're when you're outside and and you look at an amazing glacier or a, you know, a beautiful lake or even the green in, this, in the springtime, you just kind of go, wow, look at that. And in, in that moment where you go, wow, look at that, you've, you've made a connection to that place in nature. And in that moment, you forget all your problems. You forget that you owe money on your credit cards. You forget, you know, what problems you might have at work, all that stuff. And in that moment, life is good. And the more you can actually go out and do that, watch a sunrise or watch a sunset, and have that experience of just having life be good without having to do anything more beyond that, then it's sort of like training for your soul, similar to what you do for your body. You know, part of the reason that we, that we train our body is so that we have an experience of what it feels like to be in shape. And so when you go into the race, you know, you recall a lot of the workouts that you did that got you into that point of being fit. And you can use that as a point of strength when you don't feel so good you know you do a hard speed workout so that when you're when you're in the race and it's tough you go wait a minute i did this in training already i can do it here today when it counts and the same for training your that inner part that's that uh, that really makes up makes you who you are you know when you have an experience like you're looking at a sunset with all the colors and you go wow look at that you feel good and it gives you confidence in life that regardless of what happens in racing or in work or in your job there's going to be these events that are just wonderful to experience and so your soul gains that that feeling or sense that life is good Mm -hmm. and you can recall those moments in the tough moments in a race and then suddenly yeah maybe you're not going quite as fast as you want but life is still okay you know when i'm done with this thing the sun's still going to rise the sun's still going to set the rain's going to come the the sun's going to come after that and life will go on and you know, it's not to diminish what you're doing in that moment, but it takes the pressure off of it. Mm-hmm. And when you when you take the pressure off of those tough moments, suddenly it frees up the energy that you might need to actually get the job done that you went out to do.
1: I think we've all been in those tough moments. I yeah. know what
2: you're saying. So
1: I'm sure with the the coaching side of things, you probably get a lot of um, sort of elite age groupers and aspiring pros sort of coming through as as clients. You know, these days it seems that a lot of those athletes really are really just focusing on, who, who want to be good at Ironman, are just doing Ironman racing. And, and we know that um, you guys in the in the 80s and 90s were doing races of lots of distances. What's your sort of opinion on how much racing, you know, aspiring pros or elite age groupers should be doing? Should they just be doing Iron stuff, or was you, are you of the opinion they should be racing all distances?
2: I, I think it's good to race all distances. One of the pitfalls that people have gotten into recently is that, you know, they're, let's say they're trying to qualify for Kona. And so, you know, they sign up for three different Ironmans, hoping that one of them will get them there. So their whole season becomes about uh, over-distance, long, long training, and that gives you one element or aspect of fitness, but there's a whole other side to fitness that you can actually bring into, say, an Ironman distance race that has to do with speed. When we raced, uh, you know, Scott Molina, Aaron, all of us, you know, in the early, in the earlier days, we were, uh, you know, when we went to an Olympic distance race, we were going into it extremely fit, trying to have the most speed we could possibly have. It wasn't training that we were doing to supplement what we were getting ready for in Kona. It was, it was a whole element of our training that had just as much importance as getting ready for an Ironman distance. So you know, we we definitely recommend that athletes, even if they're doing long distance races as their main goal, that they do shorter triathlons, uh, or that they throw in some shorter running races, half Ironman, uh, half marathon, or less in distance. You know, five k or ten k actually being the best distance, so that they get some of that high end intensity training in. And if you do that, if you balance that with with enough base work then you can really have your best Ironman distance race.
1: How does, I mean, in terms of your coaching that you do personally now, is um, is that taking up a big part of your life, and how does it sort of work through the um, Mark Allen Online?
2: Well, I started Mark Allen Online right about uh, the beginning of 2001, and I started it with a, a gentleman that I trained with in Boulder years ago named Lewis Vargas, who was a, software programmer and i i went to him and we talked about uh developing a, a program online that would actually generate training schedules exactly the same way that i would if i sat down and did it by hand i didn't want to you know i because i felt like i had i had a lot of experience uh putting together programs to get people fit and ready for racing but if i did it by hand i could only handle maybe 30 people at yeah. most you know throughout the year and that's not that's not a lot so Lewis spent about two years actually uh writing the software program that generates each of the schedules when people go online so they they go to our site com, they enter uh they answer some key questions that give us the information we need to f- figure out where they're at in their in their fitness right now and then based on what what their goal races are then uh training schedules are generated around that they're all customized there's nothing there's no schedule that's pre-made that somebody's going to get slotted into so you know if you want your your long run on thursdays and your long bike on sunday you're going to get that if you want eight workouts a week you're going to get that if you want 11 you're going to get that if you want 14 you're going to get that Uh, it includes strength training because i think that's a a big element that a lot of triathletes overlook we take people through uh, a good base building period cause, because it's your aerobic base that really determines your ultimate race result regardless of the distance triathlon you're doing. And then once that's built, then we give them speed work. And then after the speed work, uh, then we taper them down for the races that are that they have on their schedule, that they place on their schedule. So, it, you know, it's great. It started out kind of as this idea to get what i knew out there to people and now we have we train people in over 50 countries throughout the the world uh we had 41 or 42 racing in kona last year so it's nice. it, it's a lot we uh, yeah it's a lot of good stuff basically most people uh who, who start our program are doing iron man or half Ironman man distance racing but we also have <laughs> pure beginners who don't know a thing you know and it's great to help bring them along and so we have the full gamut.
1: Does that take up a big part of your day on a
2: on a weekly basis? It it, it definitely is one of the main parts of my business is the Mark Allen online. You know, the the, the second big part is uh, what I've been doing with Brant and writing the book, Fit Soul, Fit Body. Again, that's fit soul, fitsoulfitbody.com. I'll put it on I, that website too. Yeah. And, and then I do uh, a, a fair amount of corporate speaking where I, i just I go into a, a sales conference or a you know a, an area where a business is trying to you know kind of motivate the troops and i I just tell my Iron Man stories, but in a way that hopefully gives them some things to think about to uh, help them do their their work a little bit better and hopefully do it in a way that doesn't uh, overwork them
0: um, well, you know like you've, you've been around the sport nearly from the start really. Um, You know, what do you think of what's happening in Ironman right now as in, you know, the pro game and just what's happening with the sport? What's your kind of thinking on Ironman at the moment?
2: Well, I think in general, the sport is is coming along pretty darn good. You know, a lot of bigger investment companies have have turned an eye toward triathlon. A lot of the publications here in the United States were bought up by a, a huge company that is consolidating everything and that's a real positive sign you know that's a big company saying hey what you guys have is really good we want to be a part of it yep. and the same with with iron man you know they were just purchased by a, a new investment company because they're also saying look you guys have some stuff here that has some real value um so yeah i think i think you know the sport is, seems to be quite healthy
1: what do you think i Skip? think it's what- so what do you think it's going to take for the guys to go sub-eight hours in Kona? Because there's a, you know, there's a few um, ITU fellas sort of making the switch over this year.
2: Do you think eight hours is realistic? I think eight hours is very realistic. You know, I, I think that uh, back when I was racing, both, both Dave Scott and myself were, were in shape to go under eight hours. We just never had the race that took us there. And I, I know that a few of the guys who have raced recently are in the type of shape that would take them under eight hours, but it hasn't been the right race dynamic. To go under eight in Kona is uh, certainly not easy. Certainly not easy, but also not impossible. And it will take a few things. One, it's going to take the right weather conditions. Yep. You know, they just they can't have any wind on the way out on the bike, and they've got to have a little tailwind on the way back. Uh, it will take. Uh, an overcast day so that when they hit the marathon you don't have the that ambient heat that comes from the sun when it hits your skin <clears throat> excuse me you know it's it can be 30 35 degrees out and if it's cloudy it won't seem that hot but if it's clear it can seem twice as hot mm-hmm. so and then it's and then it's going to take a couple guys who just don't care what happens and they're really gonna put it all on the line and go for it and not worry about whether they blow up or not. And if they don't, they're gonna have the race of their life. And when they do, they're gonna go, you know, seven fifty 7.50 or seven fifty five, no problem.
1: Mm. I mean, in my opinion, I think a lot of those guys, Craig Alexander and that could can certainly run a lot quicker than what they're running at the moment. Would you agree with that?
2: Yes, for sure. You know, Craig is uh very very new at the distance really and look what he's done in in just two years there mm-hmm. a second and a first it's pretty hard to beat that you know i guess you could say uh chrissy wellington topped him by getting two firsts but you know, if, if we're speaking about the guys um i think i think for sure craig still has some improvement and uh as you said as some of the ITU guys come up if they can, if they can hold on to enough of their intensity training uh, theory and incorporate incorporate enough of the long distance training theory into it, then they're going to have the right balance of fitness that they could also, you know, go sub eight. I think somebody like Simon Lessing who came into it, you know, he had the speed, but he he he, he tried to just put the the speed template onto Ironman training and it burned him out. So he didn't get it right, but I think some of the guys probably will. Yeah.
1: Um, Now, I might be barking up the wrong tree here, but were you previously or or still involved with Triangle Events? Because I know that they were doing a number of, you know, they manage uh, Ironman France, I think South Africa and maybe even Austria as well. Are you still involved in that? Uh,
2: I'm not directly involved, no. I I was in the very beginning with them, certainly, they, they came to me years ago asking and wanted to put on an Ironman distance event in Austria. So after a few years of them hounding me and never giving up, I thought, well, maybe these guys have what it takes. And So I said, all right, let's go for it. And uh, the first year they put on a race for, I don't know, maybe 125 people or something. And then I saw how, how beautiful the venue was and how well they organized the event. So then I went to... Iron Man Corporation, and I said, hey, you guys should really have these guys uh, have Iron Man Austria be one of your, your World Series events. And so the guys at Iron Man said, all right, if you say so, uh, you know, well, let's go for it. And it, it just built from there. You know, they went from Iron Man Austria to uh, getting the license for France and South, South Africa. And um, so I, I've been to... Now, all, all let's see. I've been to South Africa. Certainly, Ironman France several times. Certainly, uh, Austria, and uh, but I don't have an official role with them anymore.
0: Would, would you like to be um, like? Would you like to race as a pro nowadays? Like I know, obviously, age-wise, and it's a different thing. But like, would you like to be a, a pro athlete in this time?
2: I, I'd like to be a pro at any time. You know, it's a it's a great lifestyle. If you can if you can make a living at a sport, that means that you're doing something that you like to do. You know, you you don't make a living at a sport that you don't like, yep. because it's too hard to do the training that it takes to be good, especially at an, an endurance sport like triathlon. If you don't love it, so if anybody's making a living at the sport of triathlon, it, it means that they're. They're loving what they're doing, something that they love to do, and you know that's that's priceless in my book. Any anybody who can make a living at something like that, so yeah, you know, I would I would love to be a pro now just as much as when I did it. You know, I I would say that I feel really fortunate and lucky to have been in the sport when I was because it was at the beginning, and you know we were sort of exploring uncharted territory. Nobody knew how many Ironmans a year you could do safely and still pull off good racing. Nobody really knew how to train correctly for a swim, bike, and run event. You know, So we, we made a lot of mistakes, but in those mistakes, we gained a lot of knowledge, and we kind of, I think, paved the way for what, what uh, some of the guys have now. But I, I, now it's just as great as any time.
1: Except the money hasn't gone us. The money is certainly in a lot of the Ironman races hasn't gone up in the, in the last
0: 10 years, but that's another story for another day. What are your thoughts on that, Mark? What do you think about the money? You know, because it's, you know, like, it hasn't gone up and the prizes are struggling along. What, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, it has gone up, at least in Kona. You know, I the last year I won, the prize money was, I don't know, 20 or 25,000 for first place. Okay. And, um, it's a little bit more now. You know, they make over hundred thousand U.S. dollars uh, for first place. So that money has indeed gone up, but it's certainly not at the level of, let's say, I don't know, golf or tennis. Uh, I always joked with other other pros. I, you know, I was sponsored by Nike when I raced, and so I I had the the good fortune to meet a lot of different athletes in different sports. And I said, "Yeah, you guys might make more money," but I I I, I said I I. I have more uh, pain per dollar earned than any of you. <laughs> 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 they, they agree. A few quick ones for you. Um,
1: what's what was your, Have you got one favorite memory from your racing? Like your favorite race at, uh, of all time?
2: Well, I think there's two. Certainly, my first Ironman victory in 1989 was a, a huge moment and a huge victory for me because it took it took seven years to get there. And, you know, I had six races in Kona where I I didn't come up with the goods. I didn't do as well as I thought I was ready to do. And so it was, it was you know, like a long journey to get there. And, you know, when I won that first one, it was really on Day Scott's best day. And, and that was a guy that I was trying to beat all those years. So, you know, to beat the best on his best day, you know, what a great way to have the crown passed. But I would say maybe even... On a deeper level, maybe even more satisfying was my final win in 95. And part of the reason for that is that it was really such an impossible victory. I was 37 years old. Nobody had won the race at that age up to that point. Um, I came off the bike 13 and a half minutes behind the leader, Thomas Halregel of Germany. And at that point, you know, nobody was giving me any chance of victory. And I, I wasn't even giving myself much chance at that point. But I had... I had done a lot of work throughout that year with Brant and he he was really helping me to, to to focus on just feeling good on the big island and to really get that that down of just getting my mind to be quiet when it was tough and to just be willing to give it everything even if it looked totally impossible and so there were there were so many words that he had given me over the year years leading up to that that came back to me and there were so many special uh, blessings and ceremonies he did that year to get my body ready so you know it was a victory on one level uh, a, a very physical victory because I had to just hang in there when I I felt like quitting so many times but it was it was definitely a, a victory on a very emotional or spiritual level that you know had I just worked on my training I wouldn't have pulled it off you know and a lot, of, a lot of athletes who do Ironman know that they're going to be tested in, in so many ways that no other race will. But very few people do anything about it. You know, They just hope that if they do enough long rides, it's going to pull them through. And that is part of it. You, know, you, could, you could visualize till the, the, till the cows come home. But if you don't do the training, forget it. You, know, you need to do that training. But once you've done the training, the thing that will separate your race, it will make your race go from good to great, is what you have done on an emotional or spiritual level to get ready to make yourself stronger from the inside out you know, so that you can find a point of calm in the midst of the absolute chaos that goes on out there. You know, I I, I took the lead on the bike early that year in in, in the very beginning of the bike, and I thought, boy, this is going to be an easy victory. And, uh, you know, that would have been my ideal to hold on to the, the, you know, I took it at about 20K into the bike. Yeah, you know, the the lead and my ideal race would have been to hold the lead all the way through to the finish line. But as it turned out, it was the hardest victory to pull off. But in the end, perhaps the most satisfying.
1: Yeah, what did you have to run in '95 uh, to get past Hal Regal?
2: It was around a 2:41. Yeah. Uh, but it was a it was a really really hard day. You know, the the winds on the bike were absolutely horrendous. I, I had this sort of dream race in my mind that said, well, if I could. Win this sixth and final victory in, in my final Ironman—that would be great—and if I could set a, a new course record, a new world record, that would even be better. But as we were um, on our way out to uh, the Waikoloa area, which is you know only about a quarter of the way through the bike ride, I was pedaling downhill in a thirty-nine, in a thirty-nine seventeen, thirty-nine nineteen downhill. <laughs> Oh, no. And I thought, well, forget the record part of this day.
0: <laughs> Just win the boat thing. Uh, a couple of
1: other quick ones. Um, favorite training location? Uh, you don't I would have, have to say, say Christchurch.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Christchurch and and for all of the, the South Island there because I that was the, that was the first time in my life where I was just really focused on my training you know I I was down in, a, in an area where basically nobody knew where I was uh, you know so I didn't have the phone wasn't ringing I didn't have friends calling me up saying hey come on over for dinner let's do this let's do that all I did was train and when my life was simplified like that I saw that if I keep things simple I can absorb a huge volume of training uh, so that was that was something that I had really never seen before and also you know it's so so beautiful down there. Uh, how can you not be inspired to go out and train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's, that's where I'm going in about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's that's one area certainly that's one of my favorite places to train, and I, I would say the other uh, area that I that I gained a lot of strength from over the years was training in, in Boulder, Colorado. And it's you know it's it's at altitude. You have flat riding and running you've got rolling hills that you can ride and run on and you've got climbs that go to the sky so it's really it's an amazing place to train what um, what, what about legacy mark you know you you
0: probably go down as the greatest triathlete of all time but you often when we ask anyone your name always comes onto the top of the list what, what do you want to be remembered as as an athlete um in our sport <laughs> <laughs> you
2: getting dizzy, well man. i don't know i've never really thought about that um you know, I, I just, the thing that gives me the biggest buzz out of what I did is when somebody emails just out of the blue and says, hey, you know, I I just wanted to let you know that I saw you do this race or that race and I just was really inspired by what you did and that got me to change a lifestyle that wasn't healthy and now, you know, I'm 50, you know, 20 kilos lighter and, uh, you know, I, I exercise and I feel great. You know, that kind of thing is... That's something that really makes it feel all, like it was all worthwhile. You know, if you can if you can touch one person that way, you know, that's that's great. I think.
1: Yeah. I've got one one more question. Favorite uh, pre race
2: meal? <laughs> Favorite pre race meal? Oh man, I used to love uh, this fresh pasta that that I'd put olive oil and Parmesan cheese and tons of salt on it and put a little. <laughs> Little chicken, you know, pretty ordinary.
1: Yeah,
2: but yeah. it did the trick. All right,
1: that's what I'm having for my next race. <laughs>
2: <it a> <laughs> the the, the, night, the night before, I should say that certainly wasn't a morning meal. <laughs> <laughs> morning meal pre-race, there is no favorite because you're. I, for me personally, I was so nervous that nothing tasted good, and it was really just eating to make sure that I had calories in my body. So, so, I didn't so you were a nervous character before a race? Oh yeah, but you know, I, I think if you're Completely, completely relaxed. You, you probably aren't going to have your best event. At least that was me. You know, I the races where I was totally calm and relaxed, completely. I, I didn't, I didn't, did not raise up to that higher level of performance. So, you know, for me, I used that nervousness as a as a tool to really go to the next level of what I was capable of. Well,
1: um, one last plug for that book, Mark. What's the website address?
2: Uh, that website is. FitsoulFitBody.com. Excellent. WWW.FitsoulFitBody.com.
1: Awesome. We'll
0: put a link on that on the site. Yeah, thanks so much for your time today. We know you're a busy man, and uh, our listeners will love getting, hearing from you. So. We've just got to get Scott Timley, and then we've done the big four.
2: Yep. So. All right, great. Yeah, you, uh, drop an email when uh, this is up so I can check it out. Yeah, we will do. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much for your time, Mark. And um, yeah, all the best with the book and with your coaching this year. And if you're down in Christchurch again, be sure to give us a shout. What we got here? We got questions. and a, Oh, no, we've
0: got a new segment. New segment. just chucking in the middle of the way. Quote. Quote of of the the week. Week. So What's st- that about? You can, you, you can at least tell me you're going to do
1: these things. It's called doing your peas, be having a Oh, you're true. You okay. read the notes. Okay. You know, so I was yeah. on. Um, I was doing. My, I was doing my piece this week, getting the content ready, going through the news sites. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and you did your piece well, I must say. Well done. And I went on to what's the English one? Try two four seven dot something, and they have sort of an English portal with all the yep. UK news. Portal, nice word. Yeah, great. And they've got. They often have interviews, and they had an interview there with Bevan Doherty, Even Annie Emerson was doing it, and uh, so I had a quick look at that, and I was having a read through. And if you want to go have a look at this, it
0: has. Um, you, you, John. Yeah, I am talk is the podcast we're in. You know, you can't beat up our sport all the time. We're triathletes. You know, you get get a bit too biased. I might have to replace you with a real (laughs) Ironman athlete. Oh, like you. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: So... You, you can go on there and it's. I, I had another look at this clip. It's got a finish of Bevan Doherty racing Chris Gemmell in a World Cup. Oh, race. it's great in the new Plymouth. It's great, isn't it's, it? It's, it's, the, it's the most. It's
0: and they have that M&M music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's charged. It's incredible. It's, it's uh, you, know, you see. You it's see one see of the greatest sprint. finishes
1: of all time, eh? It is because you see lots of you see sprint finishes where guys are going head to
0: head. Yeah, but, but Doherty's and like, he's like a blur in the background, isn't he? <laughs> yes. And then out of nowhere. Oh, it is. It is very good. Imagine so. how Gimmel felt. Oh, yeah, it would have been a broken man. Was. You should have asked him that when you interviewed him.
1: I should oh I can do that we'll, we'll jack that up yeah um I'll see him later on this summer okay. but anyway um I just, I just thought I'll have a quick scrap squeeze through the pick it on uh, squeeze <laughs> through the interview and this was Annie Emerson's question was Rasmus Henning recently announced that he'll be taking uh, won't be taking part in the itu's new eight race wheel championship format because he's going to focus on Ironman racing do you have any thoughts on um thoughts yourself on going long? Bevan Doherty's response what race for eight hours when I can have uh, race for two hours and have more fun, <laughs> see? and most likely make more money. That wasn't that wasn't answered, but I'm sure that's what it is. Is that came. your
0: your interpretation of that? that is it. it? So I thought that was a good quote. <laughs> soft. That's what he is. He's soft. yeah. When I see you this weekend, Bevan, I'm going to tell you that too. I know you have got a great name, but anyway. Okay. Questions <laughs> and answers. Questions. Now how to say that on Juan Juan Juan, oh, no, Juan? Juan. Juan Lopez. Oh, Hello. Juan. Juan. That's a great Juan. name. I'd love to name my kid Juan. Okay. I've been doing... But a go, go around New Zealand and become...
1: Juan. How'd you go over choosing names? Um, we had a short list of about five, and then we just decided on the spot in the, the delivery room. In the moment. Because
0: yep. the problem is, in, in New Zealand, names are pretty limited. Everyone's very basic of names. Yeah. Whereas you, One, one It's yeah. cool. If yeah. I, I ever have another kid, it's going to be one. Ah. Okay, I'm a faithful listener and just did my long run today listening to your latest podcast. My wife... Carmen is considering a new heart rate monitor and we wanted to get some suggestions um, from you guys and, or the IAMTALK community. Uh, she would like one with the basic with five meaning zones waterproof, uh, setting alerts for walking and running intervals and an easy way to upload it to the computer and training peaks. She currently has a Polar SD200 but it is in need of a repair. GPS would be nice but if she uses it for swimming so prefers to be swimming enabled.
1: Yeah, so there's a, there's a few options here and you've really got to think about what features and this is for everybody when you want to get a heart monitor what you're going to use it for Yeah, and um, because most people only use the basic functions which is yeah. heart rate, stopwatch you know what? and maybe training zones I sold mine
0: because I never used it
1: Yeah, most people I'd recommend using a heart
0: rate yeah. monitor when you race
1: yeah, but, yeah. um So you've got to think what features you want um, and for most people the basic model, Polar or most basic models are going to do that for you um, the other options you've put down here, the Garmin four oh five, I haven't used it myself, but it's, as far as GPS's go, it's very good, but it's not waterproof. So I'd say you basically strike that one off straight away.
0: Garmin um, is really good. That's a pretty it's not waterproof. It is. Yeah. It's, I think
1: it's waterproofish, but I've had a lot of people saying, Oh, I wouldn't wouldn't, yep. wouldn't swim in that. Um, in terms of the polar range, you know, the, the entry level one is the R S one hundred But you're not gonna get computer with that. You're not gonna get computer, so you need to go up to the six two five, which is the uh they're phasing that one out or the RS800 and you can download all that and they've got a polar bring out a GPS with that as well in some countries it's probably already out so yeah you've really just got to look you've just basically got to consider the features you want um would you go second hand uh only if you wanted the basic features not okay. if you wanted all the the, the fandangle stuff okay. but you know, just a word of warning, if you are going for a top of the line watch whether it be a Polar or a Timex or a Garmin or anything you just got to think whether you're going to actually use it or yeah. not because it can be a real waste of money I see so many people wasting money and you know, you've know, you got all the ability to download everything onto your computer and people just don't use it, so it's a complete
0: waste I, I think you've really got to look at yourself as an individual like I've got a mate, Nigel, and he's a cyclist and mate, he he lapped up that stuff, man you going for yeah. a ride, chucking in his computer and, and he looked at the graphs, power and all this stuff and you know what? him spending money on that kind of technology great because he's going to get the most out of it whereas me I'm, I'm just not really into like, a numbers yeah. in that way and like it would be good to have it for my heart rate and I did like having the speed on the watch and there's some aspects I liked of it and I got the most out of those but it really wasn't worth me spending top top line no. because I just wasn't going to use that kind of function so really as a person are you a kind of person who loves numbers and, and kind of really love to geek out on it or are you just someone who wants a bit of control in your workout and yeah. if you're just looking for a bit of control well will so much money yeah, yeah. Mate, uh, for females especially, because um, I think you were buying it
1: for your wife, key, you know, the key consideration there is to look at the strap and making sure that's comfortable. So I know that oh, polar, true, yeah. got a, <laughs> polar have got a... a, uh, you you got a really a, big? get a built-in one. And the Polar actually... built-in, built-in built into a sports strap. Oh, stride. like
0: at your boob tube. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, also I noticed somebody wearing a Polar, you can actually get a T-shirt now. Um, and it's got a it t-shirt. No, because you know the new the new polo has got the little bit on the front. Yeah, um, that basically plugs into the front of the t-shirt, and the t-shirt must have the sensors in it. It's a um, isn't it? Well, if you don't want to wear a strap, we don't, It's not for guys. It's not so much of an issue, but um, women are used to wearing bras. Well, they, they find the straps not very comfortable sometimes. Do you even, know this for a fact? Do you? Com- I do know this for a fact. <laughs> comfort God. is important. <laughs> So check out the strap. Because I always
0: felt This must feel what it's like To be a woman Move on we never, When you know You know, when you, presume, oh, okay, yeah, you, know? But you probably already got Another strap down and, there and, as well And we don't have the bouncy <clears throat> bit No Why don't <clears throat> You don't either Which <clears throat> is good I hope not. Some guys do You're <clears throat> <clears throat> right there <laughs> Carry on <laughs> Carry on Okay nicknames We've got Phil Phil <laughs> <full> Hill <laughs> <For> Phil Hall <laughs> <For> Phil Hall <laughs> and, However he's basically saying He's looking forward to The Christmas pro- podcast To get his nickname Because he donated For the show To Kona However, when it came to my name, I've always found Bevan's mangling of the English language both hilarious and inspirational based on the assumption that either Bevan can't read or English is not his first thing. Okay, let's be honest. I didn't actually learn to read To I was 20. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. So I'm quite proud of my reading. Um, I chucked along on my run and had a big smile on my face when he was thinking of words and, yeah, that I called him Full Hall <laughs> yep. instead of Phil Hill. Phil Hill. So.
1: And we gave him the name Phil I'm Not on Athlinks.
0: Uh, oh, was Hull. that that one?
1: Yeah. Oh, what did I... I came up with his nickname. Did I put that down there? No. <laughs> no, no, I did. Scroll down. Oh, you did too. Yeah, so um, we've got a new name, Phil. He, he it's wanted, a good one. Yeah, because Phil now is... We gave him the opportunity to go on Athlinks and join up. Yeah, and, he, did. and he did so. Nice, love your work. Put a picture up there. I think he did, a, it did the Mazda London Triathlon last year. And... He had a couple of ideas in terms of nicknames but we just ignore Beto it. That ignore grand. that. <laughs> and the picture he put up there he's sort of about disco dancing. Yeah. So his name is Phil Footloose
0: Hall. It's beautiful. put up your work. It is Phil. sensational. So. My question is we, we, we haven't got any more this week but next week we'll get some more on. I've got a victory one of yours because Glenbo Glenbo, yeah. what would you call
1: him? <laughs> The the, the po- something about the pockets. Yeah, the um, t shirt The t shirt modifier. The the jersey modifier. He wasn't happy.
0: <laughs> okay. He wasn't happy. And so we're gonna call him Glambo the Ideas Man. Okay. Because he is an ideas man. So that's what we're going with. I'm still calling you the the, 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 the jersey modifier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sponsors. we'll go with coffees of hawaii first good old coffees of hawaii you're coming into the beginning of the year you've done new year's resolutions you're getting to about two weeks into it you realise you're up shit creek let's <laughs> get some coffee <laughs> to wire you up I'm going to do a double shot of coffee you reckon I'll be pretty wired on a double well, shot well <laughs> I'm taking you up on that because there's a shipment of uh, coffees of hawaii
1: coffee arriving at, in New Zealand in the next few days, record okay. camp. Okay, so you are going to do that. You do it. Do it at the bottom of the Taka Hill. Okay, Well we do it, Taka. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so coffees of Hawaii really are the world's best coffee. They're all grown in Hawaii. Um, really good product. Um, can't say enough. Discount code on there it is I, I am talking. I, I am talk. think it's twenty percent. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Get, get your coffee. Yeah, and, and again, they support the community, and and they've been with us the whole time. They're a first ever sponsor. Yeah. Oh, we love coffee. Sporting the sport Yep And then next one John Trybuys.com Trybuys.com Where is it? Trybuys.com That's Here it is Bevan's favourites its bevans favorite it has got to be Because it's one of your favourite websites Yeah it is. indeed Tell you what I'm going to go in this week Because I need to get some new shoes Oh do you? Yeah I need to get some new shoes You oh. know what actually There's a bit of a sub note I've been running You talk for a second I'm
1: going to show you the shoes I've been running on. There's a holiday sale on here Trybuys winter holiday sale And you can go onto the homepage And you can see what's on sale And remember Bevan and I got sucked into this once. Um, You click on the page, by default it will go to the wetsuit page, or the the swim page. There is a swim, bike, run, off-road, tri-gear pages. So middle of winter for guys in the southern hemisphere you can get some great gear for for your summer racing for guys in the northern hemisphere you can set yourself up for next season
0: one thing as well is if you're actually thinking about doing some off-road stuff they've got some off-road gear as well mm-hmm. so if you're thinking about doing some exterior actually I was thinking I might do some exterior doing some exterior stuff they've got equipment for those kind of things so you've got like your kind of cool bum bags and um helmets and stuff like that are more focused for your exterior events they've got those kind of shorts they have the inners in them and nice. um it is cheap, eh? So, yeah. Especially one thing that's really cheap is the gear, mm. like the um apparel. Mm. So um, get, on, get there. on there, yeah, and really have a look around. Try but buys. while we're talking, uh, so look at the shoes I'm running in. Yeah. Yeah. these I've got these Nike Zoom. Um, what are they called? The free Nike Zoom. Nike Free. Yeah. And they're not very stable at all. But one yeah. thing is, they have amazing cushioning, and because they run kind of straight most of the time, honestly, I think these are the best shoes I've ever run in. And to look at them, it's hard for you guys to see. But to look and you'd, you'd think, oh, these would be no good for running. But I like I did a three-hour run in them the other day, and I felt so good.
1: Yeah, if you so. put a pair of your Mizuno's on, imagine how fast
0: you'd go. Well, they're so thick, the cushioning. Look at the cushioning in them. Yeah. So you know, you didn't
1: take that bite, did you? What's that? I said, if you imagine if you got a pair of Mizuno's. Uh, here we go.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there we go anything else you want to plug while you're here oh, those blue 70 wetsuits <laughs> oh, <you do> <laughs> bloody 70. good bloody let's good. Do that high five stuff oh, high five actually I need to get some high five okay um, flinks.com. and I talked about this a little bit before Christmas but they've got a new results page and it's really great yeah so yeah so I'm just going to put it up right click now click on results Bevin. okay we'll probably should just go straight to results Sean yes. so if you go to results page it does look like the traditional results page but it gives you a lot more options to the left hand side so you can age it by you can go by group by year by category you can look at your different races in each year you can look at your run times so look at this oh by year nice yeah and you can have a look at triathlon multi-sport you can look at running races you can look at cycle racing oh that's good yeah, it's, it's, they're really up to date. Yeah. They're doing, you know what, they really are good innovators, eh? They just, every kind of, thing's seems every oh, week... you can even just do just, it,
1: so you can compare all your, if you've, if you've done, say, a marathon every five years, so if you don't want to scroll through and yep, check out all your different times. things... Be, you can, you can
0: probably, click on Marathon, I have done
1: one marathon. Yeah, yeah 248. 2001, you've claimed it, nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's your yep. PR, 248. Yep. I'm expecting a power performance this weekend then.
0: Don't know if I'll be getting there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... um yeah, get on get on there and it's good innovation.
0: You've got to make sure you claim all your results, claim your good but, ones, but your but bad to ones. To be honest, I don't make an effort of claiming, and they all seem to be on here. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like they, they're really good, yeah. It's really, really good. But Obviously, every, 2007 was my big year, I don't race a lot. <laughs> everybody else out there, you go claim your results,
1: yeah. Um, if the results aren't up there, you just simply go on there and just add them, and they'll get them
0: up there within a few days' time, yeah. And uh, check out the results page because it is really cool and and like. I haven't been someone who's really kept a record of what I've done over the years. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I haven't really written times down and stuff like that. I've got the certificates in my wardrobe somewhere, but, you know, this is really great. It's just a
1: pain when you want to go and compare your your Ironman New Zealand times to your road times. And yeah. for guys that have done more races, it's just a really easy way to keep them all in one place. So, okay. tr- um, Athlinks.com. The sponsors are? Athlinks.com. Just go on there to get your results. Coffees of Y.com. what What flavour are
0: we going to get? Uh, I think we'll get an assortment, I think. Oh, good, because yeah. I was loving it last year. Yeah. And try by It's good. on check out the specials. Um, affiliates, Amazon, Expedia. Yeah, um, you got to book any travel anywhere, do check out. Make sure it's going in your country's money. Yes, because I didn't look <laughs> oh, did you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect, <laughs> because I didn't really look. Yeah. Um, anything else? What's this here? I thought you might just want to mention oh, that. Oh, this is actually really, really great. No, I know it's going to be a bloody long family show and time, and you're probably sick of listening to us, but we'll keep talking. <laughs> um, good old Jeff Earl. Jeff Earl sent through an email, and he's saying how you know you take your kids along to the race, and you know if you're going to do an Ironman and a half man, it's a long day for the wife and the kids to be hanging around, and you can kind of entertain them for an hour or so. And he came up for an idea, and oh, I actually watched this, and and she did a great little job. And his daughter is Alan, and Alan went and watched him do the middle distance championships in. Aberfield Abertheldy Abertheldy in Scotland in Scotland and and he said to her why don't you make a movie of the race and so and then they went home they edited it and so she's actually actively involved in the day and really interested in what she's doing and you know what Alan you should be really happy for yourself because it was really great Alan Earle, you are our videographer of, the, of week. the week. That's right. You are I am I am talk legend. So um, I, I, I really do think it's, yeah, it's a great good idea because nowadays even with your little click and point cameras you often yeah. have a pretty good video function on it and you know and like, I know on a Mac you've got a really good video editing programme. What's the one uh, I think it's Movie Maker. I think it's a. a it's not quite iMovie. Sorry,
1: it's not, it's quite, not quite iMovie. Movie. But anybody doesn't have an Apple, you can download Just something Just buy called an Apple. Um, movie Maker, I think it is, and you have uh, to buy it. Oh, you did! I made something out of uh, yeah, something yeah, one day, exactly. And uh, <laughs> you can you can put on video clips and photo clips, and uh, it's great.
0: So it's an exciting, weekend This weekend isn't it, Jonbo? Oh, it's
1: going to be. Exciting. Oh. It's going to be some pain. Dished out. I'm doing two races in, in a row. i I'm going. Wow, on, two really two swim. weekends in a row. No, the next, oh.
0: next weekend is tomorrow. Are you going to do tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I might do tomorrow. Okay, I just turn up. Yeah, do it. I think I might. Good. Wait, what day is it? Sunday. Uh, yeah. Well, what day were you hoping it would be? i said That would be all right. I'm got to do stuff Sunday. Oh, I'm going to do some races. I think I might do the Canterbury Champs. Whenever Classic? That. Yeah, when's that? February
1: 15th. You'll be in a bit of form after Epic Oh, maybe I won't. Oh.
0: I'm busy right. that time. Let
1: me get another one. <laughs> um, the Corporate try? <laughs> no. The North Canterbury Triathlon. 1st of March. Okay, okay. I'll do that. Sunday. Okay, I'll do that. can yeah, okay, you okay Sunday? You I, I don't know.
0: Okay, anyway. We've got... Challenge want to come out? No, it's a big weekend. A challenge. I was out there last weekend, mm-hmm. and I helped out at the kids' triathlon. I was ah, in the all water right. helping out. And yep. Tui and Porno and there's a few cool. crew of us, and okay. yeah, watching the kids just about drown was quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, those kids at races are great, how, day. How's the water temperature? It was actually, actually really nice. you be pretty happy with that. Good. Beautiful day. It's been extremely windy in Wanaka. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, no, like, it was yeah. a, unbelievably windy, and hopefully it's not going to be there on race day, because poor will be struggling. <laughs> um, if you're going to be there, you'll come up and say hi to the boys. Um, we'll be hanging around throughout the day, trying to get interviews and stuff, and maybe at night we'll get into the pub and something like that. So, how are you feeling about it all? Good. Yep, yep. yep. No, it's a bit of a family weekend as well. We're going away with family and... Um,
1: and Philinator and, and his family, so oh, sharing nice. a unit with the and let the boys run loose. Oh, um, yeah, it's fillet racing. Filinator is doing the swim as well. Uh, you guys skimmed it well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was. He, he's had a few things vetoed though. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> as have <of> I. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies so, are taking
0: control. Should be should be good times. You know what? I have a really bad tendency to do. to so, so go to women's toilets. I've done it five times. I was in Queenstown. Well, I was in Queenstown. Okay. <laughs> so I was in in Queenstown. And I went to go to. not a <laughs> I was in Queenstown. And I went to the toilet. Oh, there's no urinals here. <laughs> so I went in and. It's on the wall. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, I, and I went and I, and I used the disabled one luckily. You no, know, I washed my hands because they, they, they were in the disabled one. I walked down and thought, oh my god, I'm in the woman's one. <laughs> and, and I have a. Yeah. I, yeah. What's happening to me, John? You can't really get busted in a woman's toilet, I mean,
1: can you? Because no, whereas a woman goes in, not. she could see things that maybe yeah. she doesn't want to see yeah. I mean, These
0: toilets are a little bit funny, aren't
1: they? There they are It's the first show of the year, it's okay to go a bit longer It's a long one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but there's no need to ask you what you're up to for the weekend because what you. What have you been up to? What did you do over New Year's? Let's keep talking for a couple of minutes New Year's, we went to Akira for the day on New Year's Eve oh. and then we were tucked up in bed by about 9.30 Nice, was and that, that was good? It. it was good,
0: yep, and what about you? We went to Friends for a few hours and then Joe and I went to the park around midnight and lay down and watched the stars and saw some fireworks in the distance. Could have made a movie about it on iMovie. <laughs> Alan, can you come see us next time? And yeah. Mel Bevan's romantic movie. <laughs> oh, John love's a great thing. <laughs> right, right, let's get out of here.
1: Next next week... Oh, I'll, here we go. <laughs> next, next week, I'll be here in 41 seconds. For,
0: oh, you've moved in? Ne- this time next week, oh, I'll move. Oh, do you need a hint? Away anyway. <laughs> I'm Russ I'm Indo. Train Hard Train Smart Kia, Kia Kaha, kaha.